Welcome to the St. James Parish Podcast. Enjoy sermons, lectures, and special presentations from St. James Episcopal Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. Curious about what else St. James has to offer? Visit our website, linked in the show notes, to learn more. Our story from 1 Samuel is very familiar. The story of the young Samuel being called and responding to God as Susan Engel noted in her commentary, Samuel's response is worth emulating. After all, Samuel says, here I am, four times. After he says that, though, our reading simply ends with, speak, for your servant is listening. We are missing the whole context and the whole the rest of the story where we discover what Samuel actually hears and sees. The call story reminds us of Isaiah's call when he says, here am I, send me. Both beautiful calls until we learn what both Isaiah and Samuel were told. Isaiah was charged to go tell the people of their pending exile. Samuel heard that Eli and his sons were done and that judgment would follow. Earlier in the book of 1 Samuel, we read read how Eli's sons were scoundrels. Go look it up, they're scoundrels. And they had no, they're priests, and there's no regard for the Lord, and they were treating the offerings that were being brought in, and what they were doing is keeping all the best for themselves. This young boy, Samuel, who is serving as an acolyte in the house of the Lord, may be the only one listening, even if he doesn't understand what he's hearing. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there weren't many visions. So it may have come to a shock to this aging priest when the Lord did speak and thereby took it took him a while to recognize that this was indeed happening. Although Eli didn't receive the call, he did at least recognize it as a call, and he gave the young boy instructions on how to listen to the Lord. He knew the right thing to do, even if he didn't always do it himself. Eli had ignored his son's blaspheming God and had let them get away with it. And Samuel, having to go tell Eli of this pending punishment, made for pretty tough duty for a first call. What Samuel doesn't know is that declaring this judgment of Eli and the family is just the first of the Lord's voice that he will hear He will become a great prophet and a priest. He will become the first judge of Israel, and he will anoint kings. None of this is mentioned when Samuel says, Here I am. I'm listening. One other very important thing we missed by not having the whole story is that God's presence would be with him. If we were to keep reading on down, we would see as Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. Now I have to chuckle. How many of us would love for all of our words to matter? 
rather than wasted on petty arguments and non-gracious language that so easily rolls off our lips. I'd like to point out that Samuel received the call before he knew, from the Lord before he knew the Lord and before the word had been revealed to him. Because he doesn't understand, he will have to be taught how to listen for the word. And evidently, he's the only one at this time who's able to hear it. Our gospel lesson contains another called story, and that makes promises of what Nathaniel would see. When Nathaniel comes to Jesus, he's a reluctant seeker in his initial response to the news of Jesus as a mixture of skepticism and sarcasm. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yet, after doubting and being baffled by Jesus' inside knowledge somehow of him, he all of a sudden seems to know exactly who Jesus is. Rabbi! You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Unlike Samuel, who accepts the call, not yet knowing the Lord, or that it was even God calling him, the minute Jesus speaks to Nathaniel, he somehow recognizes him as king, even if he doesn't have all the details. New Testament professor Sarah Onrich notes how recognition and confession do not require full understanding. Many of the disciples grow into their confessions, as we do, but throughout the Gospel of John, you see that. But our coming to recognize Jesus as God's Messiah takes time. We sometimes have to live into it from what's been revealed to us by trusting that there is more than any one of us can take in alone. You see things I don't, and we all need each other. Now, I've got to admit, I like Nathaniel's come-to-faith story better than Samuel's. Jesus tells Nathaniel that he and likely all those around him because of the plural you in the passage, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Sounds like Jacob. Samuel's call, which comes only to him, is a very tough first assignment. We all have voices calling us constantly. Voices of a troubled world, our confused politics, where things that used to be good or used to be bad are now good and good things are now bad, depending on who's telling the story. At times, I hear voices of self-doubt and self-condemnation that say, I'm not worthy to stand here. And the truth is, I'm not. But at least for today... I'm called to be here. If you're anything as I am, you are constantly reminded of your mistakes and your failures and your shortcomings. And what happens is these voices can hinder us from hearing God's voice. 
Amid all the voices that come at us, we, we may have to be trained to listen to God's voice. The Reverend Dr. Merner Kaiser, who used to write books on parish vision, said, we may mistake the divine voice for just another human voice. We may confuse it with noises of the world or with the rumblings of our own emotions, but it is there nonetheless. I love how she says, a patient voice that keeps speaking and waits for us to respond. Sometimes we get tired, and I don't know if that's what happened to Eli or not. Nevertheless, because he didn't restrain his blasphemous sons and allowed them to continue serving in the house of the Lord, he too, and to take advantage of the people he was allowed to remain, he too was held accountable. Dr. Kaiser notes that how it's always a risk when we dare to believe that it is the voice of God that would call our name. Nathaniel doubted his friend's voice. Philip, just doing what he was called to do, told Nathaniel to come. He was following Jesus. He said, come see Jesus for yourself. After seeing Jesus, Nathaniel believed. It may be that we will hear the voice and have no idea where it will lead. Each has a different story to tell. Often, a call to ordain ministry comes by simply saying, yes, then to wait and wait and wait for someone else to tell you it's okay to move forward. Others of us, show up week after week, taking a little here, a little there, then when all of a sudden one day you hear that urge that it's time to move out into a different direction. Both calls, and there are many other kind of calls, will likely require us growing in to them and moving out of our comfort zone so we can experience a new trust, a new mission, and a new serving. So I invite you this morning to not be afraid. If God calls, God will be with you, even if the assignment is tough. Amen.